five, four, three, two, one. Pocket Attic Podcast is a podcast about the things that make life worth living. Movies, metal, mixed martial arts. I'm your host, Steven Spielsberg. <laughs> Steven Spielsberg. Fuck! Bake the Snake Roberts. Repeater Parker. Repeater Parker. Repeater Parker. Repeater Parker. Repeater Parker. Do you get it? Good stuff. Here's a quote for you. I'm gonna wipe my ass with a picture of your dead son. <laughs> Oh, hell fucking yeah, Punkadella Files. We are back. Dude, I was listening to this podcast, Out for Smokes. I don't know if I've recommended it on here before, but it's by a New York comedian, Mike Racine. And the overarching concept, but like this is pretty loosely held to, like, is that he's doing, you know, a podcast a week or once every two weeks, whatever it is, um, on a different topic with an expert in that topic. And the idea is that if he, like, drops dead or anything, this podcast will be there to give his son all the advice, like, on all the expert topics the podcast is covering. <laughs> he was talking recently about how he's getting into a feud with a neighbour. He's just, like, scurry old guy. He's, like, old and nobody like, likes him. He's, like, a cranky old fucker. And pretty much everyone hates him, but, like, he hasn't gotten into any direct conflict with him. He's been able to avoid that, but everybody else has, like, in the building or whatever. And he was cruising about in a muscle car, waking people up and, like, beeping the horn and pumping terrible music and stuff. Like, just being a fucking... A real walloper, as we say on here, you know what I mean? And uh, Mike's, like, whoever the co-host is, Scott Chaplin, I think, is like, uh, what the fuck's this guy's deal? Like, what's his story? And Mike Racine is like, I, I don't really know for sure, like, but... I have it on good authority that he lives by himself and his eldest son committed suicide. <laughs> and so he just has it locked and loaded in the bank. If this guy ever steps out of line, he's going to hit him with. <laughs> Why'd your son kill himself? <laughs> or I'm going to wipe my ass with a picture of your dead son. <laughs> oh fucking gold this is the that, that is the sort of line we got into podcasting for isn't it okay now i've got a video to show you guys on an audio podcast i know i'm sorry about this but the audio must be good what it is like you can't tell from all that commotion i'm sure but as you can tell there's an english lady getting uppity and uh, it's because she's driven her car clean across the road into the middle of a marathon now as she belabors the point belabors herself to point out i've definitely used the word belabors wrong there absolutely 100 percent. but you know what i mean some of these things are a shot in the dark punk files i don't know all the words okay you know but then not all of the words know me so this is a two-way street i'm open to be known by many 
I've completely forgotten what I'm talking about. <sighs> Might have made a mistake this week, Punkadella Files. I didn't have a ton of bread to throw around when I was ordering stock. So, I bought extremely bad flour and then a small amount of the very good keef. So I'm just like making my own good weed at home. <laughs> God, I, I, it sounds so fucking stupid when I say it out loud. But like, you gotta understand, this makes a world of sense. Like, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Yeah, so this woman drove out, clean, is driving clean into a marathon, like, and then pulls out the I'm disabled card, and then it's, oh, I didn't know nothing about this. And like, you're just, and I, the comment that I wrote down to say about this was average English woman. <laughs> <coughs> what I meant to say was average English woman's weight size of this fucking heifer all this shouting off the top is actually brilliant so if you focus in I'm going to turn it up now well listen into the stuff like there's so now you know the situation this woman's running into active marathon like people are running past all the time so listen out you'll be able to hear people like hammering on the car yeah, but like listen out for the things people are shouting in English accents like as they're going past this clown like going past fucking cones there's a guy pushing on her bonnet like as she enters the, as the video starts like and then he's putting a traffic cone in front of her and she's just coming on and like she's coming on in the direct face of people multiple times in the video like super dangerous stupid fucking cunt hey, do you not know that some of us have PTSD from getting hit by buses god fucking damn alright but listen out to the funny things to say fucking moron you stupid cunt! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> God bless. Run, get Yeah. Alright, Karen, you fucking heap of shit. Shut up. I know, I, I know we said that we were respecting women on a podcast this year, but in, in cases like this, can we, can we throw the C word around here or what? Like, fat cunt. Isn't that right, checkers? Sorry, I'm looking after a dog here too, and he was whining there, so. Yeah. Not you, obviously. You was a skinny boy. Oh, yeah. Well, checkers, welcome to the podcast special guest. He sat through a couple of these now. Uh, moving on, moving on, here we go. Fully real advert from fully normal country America. It's a picture of a crying child. Like, this child looks fucking devastated. It's like, I, I don't even know. It's, it's, it's a lot like, but <clears throat> the quote then beside it is, Why can't I play in the abandoned copper mine, mommy? And then in big red text underneath that, all caps, Because Joe Hart didn't clear out the vampire dens. Vote Ian Kobe. Mine inspector, written candidate, write-in candidate. Fun fact, Arizona is the only place in the country where the state mine inspector is in an elected position. Another fun fact, this is one of my favourite political ads of all time, straight out of 2014. I forgot vampire bats were a thing and thought they were referring to the folklore kind of vampire. The subtle advocation for kids to be playing in the abandoned copper mine is also not great. No, definitely not, but like, you know... Down there in Mexico, which I can say, like, from up here on my purse in Canada, uh, down there, south of the border, down Mexico way in fucking the mild country south of the border, like, things are not okay, obviously. Alright, moving on there, we've got, we got a tweet from Twitter, 
Mark it off on your punkadelic bingo card. If you're playing the drinking game, get after it. Make a long story short. There you go. Two drinks. Uh, da, 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 da. So, from Fort Worth Playboy. Things to fuck with your girl and keep her humble. So, this is a this is a tweet and a half right here, okay? Literally a tweet and a half. <clears throat> but also a tweet and a half, like, in the figurative sense, being like, this is doing the work of many tweets. Uh, so, here we go then. How to keep your girl humble with Punkadelic Podcast. Things to fuck with your girl and keep her humble. So get after this, boys. Pretend she has a speech impediment. Tell her you love her lazy eye. Any blemish or zit should be asked about. Ask her why she dresses like a hooker, no matter what she wears. (laughs) Oh, fuck, that's good. Ask her to stop texting. You need a text break. Just ignore her, no? Oh, fuck, I don't know. Uh, anyway, if you are banging all the pretty girls you can handle and are perfectly happy, you should ignore all of my advice. If not, perhaps you should at least test it out before you jump in here and shit on it. So you see with the preemptive, oh, don't shit on me. It's like, oh, you don't actually have full faith in this. You're a fucking pussy, bro. What the fuck are you doing? Never even been in the same room as a woman, I would believe. Last time you touched a vagina, you were coming out of your ma. Fact. Uh, Jason Bourne versus John Wick versus Ethan Hunt versus James Bond. Who would win? Round one. All four spies are knocked unconscious and they wake up in different parts of Mexico, which are infested with gangs and cartels. Racist. All four are wanted criminals and are being chased by the Mexican police. Right, well, aside from the racist premise here. Anyway, let's read all the rounds. Um... Round two, all face off each other with only a standard pistol in their hands. Round three, they must enter a big party organised by a big drug lord, kill the drug lord and his family and then steal something from his safe which is secured and has bodyguards all over the place. In all rounds, the spies can't take anyone's help and even their respective spy agencies. So right, hold on, what's going on here? Like, So in round one, all four spies are knocked unconscious and they wake up in different parts of Mexico which are infested with gangs and criminals. All four are wanted criminals and are by- being chased by the Mexican Popo. La Policia. The Cinco Zero. Does that one make sense? I don't know. Uh, right, so who is it? Jason Bourne from Bourne Identity. John Wick from John Wick. Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible, and James Bond from James Bond. So what's the, there's no competition here. What, what do you mean who wins? What's the fucking objective? Get out of Mexico, survive, get to a safe house somewhere on the ground. Sure, they're all good at that, like. I suppose that's not really in the spirit of this game, though. They're all fucking great. Who would win? The fans. <laughs> I'm shit at podcast, that's for damn sure. Um, so, let's see. I feel like John Wick's really the hardest cunt altogether here. And Jason Bourne is the least. He's CIA trained, like. Like, John Wick would eviscerate Jason Bourne. Ethan Hunt. Mm. He's fairly hard, like, but I don't know, like, have you seen, like, James Bond, Daniel Craig, Casino Royale, when he beats the fuck out of the boy in the stairwell? Mm. I think he's beating up Ethan Hunt, like. So, yeah, so I think John Wick, then James Bond, then Ethan Hunt, then Jason Bourne would be my assumed power ranking, just looking at them from the start. So, yeah, but sure, like, John Wick probably just knows the cartel as well, like, probably used to fucking run gear for them. Or, like, show up and fucking intimidate people that would, weren't running gear properly enough or whatever. And then, uh, James Bond, but sure, he was in Mexico there not that long ago. What was he doing? He was down there for the day of the date. Uh, what one was that? Right, well, sure, answers on a postcard there anyway. So, yeah, Jim Bond had no hassles, he was... Uh, did the murder Leah say do on him down there? No. Vernita Green's fucking grave exploded. Was that it? 
so hard to know. All these movies feel exactly the same. Uh, so yeah, James Bond has no hassles getting out of anywhere. Like Ethan Hunt probably has even less though, because he just jumps in the nearest helicopter like and flies it around. And then Mexico's a lot of desert, and he's very good at rock climbing. So maybe it's Wick, then Hunt, then James Bond, then Jason Bourne, like fucking way behind because he's CIA. Like he's gonna stick out like a sore thumb in Mexico. He's gonna be like an undercover officer. He's <laughs> walking about being like. Cocaine grams for sale. Get the fuck out of here, Officer Bourne. Um, round two. All fe- all four face off each other with only a standard pistol in their hands. Right. Well, like, you ha- again, you have to fancy John Wick to take that one straight away. But then I think my power rankings come in here. James Bond's the second hardest cunt in the room. Then Ethan Hunt. Like, uh, Ethan Hunt, I don't know. Ethan Hunt may not even be as hard hand to hand as Jason Bourne. Like, like, who's Ethan Hunt had to beat up? Henry Cavill? Big whoop. Jason Bourne's gone toe-to-toe with fucking... Jason Bourne had CIA agents for fucking breakfast and he didn't even remember who he was. And that boy that comes swinging in through the fucking window in Paris. He gets fucking ernst with a pen. Somebody else gets bopped around the kitchen with a fucking magazine. Then, boy's fucking stone dead, insult to injury, puts the fucking magazine in the toaster, sets the fire alarm off. Cheeky blurt. Yeah, all four facing off against each other with a gun, I think. John Wick wins. James Bond, second most likely. Then Jason Bourne. Then Ethan Hunt. Defo, I'm I'm happy with that one. Round three. They must enter a big party organised by a big drug lord, kill the drug lord and his family, and then steal something from his safe. Hang on now, sir. You started, uh, you were much more judicious with the bigs in the start of this sentence. So let me just reread this, but I'm going to throw a couple extra in here just to really heighten the bigness of this whole thing, okay? So, they must enter a big party organized by a big drug lord, kill the big drug lord and his big family, and then steal something big from his big safe, which is secured and has big bodyguards all over the place. In all rounds, the spies can't take anyone's help and even their respective spy agencies. So no help whatsoever. Right, okay, so maybe that changes how I have to answer the first one, but like, you know, there's usually like a bit of a scrap in a city and then they'll just get to the outskirts and then they'll have someone from CIA or whatever pick them up. So I feel like that's not fair. Like, this is exactly how this goes every time. Uh, so fuck that one. And then, but they, what, they have to do this together? Like, everyone's trying at the same time who gets them first or like just who's the most effective at doing it? I mean, James Bond's got a lot of gadgets that'll help him out. I don't know how good John Wick's going to be at getting into a safe. Ethan Hunt's pretty fucking good at getting into safes. Jason Bourne, I think, has gotten into a few notable safes in his time too, like Noah Vosen's and uh, Bourne Supremacy, the third one. Like, But, yeah, I like Jim Bond for this one. Yeah, I mean, this is James Bond's fucking bread and butter, right? Jason Bourne, well if it's a drug lord then he's guilty, so you know Jason Bourne CIA, he'd be much more used to like murdering an innocent person I would say, Uh, and Ethan Hunt, well he belongs to uh, what the fuck do they call his crew, IMF MIF, Mission Impossible Force, not quite certain Um, anyway there we go welcome to the show, there's not really a plan tonight I just wanted to get through all of that shit right there and then I had a, a Pegged in here for the last few weeks, but I don't want to talk about it now because it's uh, like it's a fucking old nothing story now. But like, did you all see the Dalai Lama telling some boy, like a wee lad, like a fucking eight year old boy, to suck on his tongue? He was sticking his tongue out, and then he was like, "Fucking, it'd be real funny if you sucked on this." Like, which is a line I've used myself many times, so I didn't want to pass too much judgment on that, to be honest. So. That's just that this might even just turn out to be the mythical short episode of Punkadelic Podcast. It's been a fucking hot minute, but whatever. The notes aren't too thick on the ground for this episode. I obviously didn't have too much on my mind, but that makes it easy. That makes it fast to edit and upload. And no, I only put out one in April. There's going to be two back to back straight away now in May. I'm sorry. My life is in the absolute fucking toilet, but we can keep a lid on that 
and uh, just keep fucking podcasting and here's the beautiful thing about that is there have never been more ways for you to get in touch with punkadelic podcast at punkadelic podcast on instagram get the hell over there send us a message let us know you like the show make sure you're following us over there like the pictures the stories share everything whatever we do over there just engage with it help us keep the things flowing in the right way if you really want to be involved with the show you can send a voice message using the link in every single episode bio that's down there you'll see it um, if you find this episode you'll be able to find that link send it in but then also send me a message to say you've sent it in because it sends emails to a completely dull account of mine all right but seriously i'd love to have that if you have any opinions or questions you want to ask let's get it fucking going what do you want to know about what i think about the ufc you know what are the best albums i know that nobody else has ever heard of uh what fighters do i think would make the perfect foil uh for mike perry's next fight in the bare knuckle you know just some ideas there whatever whatever you know the sort of if you look you know the sort of shit we get we get about on here so um feel free okay under no obligation by any means but options there you can help me grow this show get involved help me direct it in the right way that helps like the people that actually listen to it whatever up to you i am mainly steering the ship over here and that's how it's gonna stay but you're as i said more than welcome to and we're also over there on reddit and you gotta get over there i fucking forget right now because i'm a fucking pot-headed cunt but I, I posted something so fucking funny in there recently. Oh yeah, reverse basketball. Go and look at reverse basketball or slash punkadelic podcast on Reddit. Punkadelic podcast is on Letterboxd and Letterboxd is a movie review platform slash social network and that's simply that is simply where I have been doing movie reviews in 50 words or less. Most recently most recently watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once and always. The movie snob in me laughed his ass off, but the child that still hasn't gotten over when the Mighty Morphin Rangers turned Zeo, well, he just had a fucking ball. Don't overthink it. Yeah, great fan service right there. Mission Impossible Fallout. Yo, this is how you make action movies, specifically third acts. Yowza, that helicopter sequence, and I stand by that. I'm all the way in for the two-parter. Juiced. Yeah, can't wait to see those final two. Blood Quantum, what a killer little zombie movie this was. Love the social commentary in this and such great disemboweling uh, effects. R.I.P. Jeff, the uh, director for that one, is dead. Got to see a tribute screening. And then uh, going back, uh, Pig, one of the more affecting entries in Nick Cage's canon. I loved it. And I'll stand by that. Pig is a really, really good movie, boys and girls. It's not a typical Nick Cage revenge movie. It's very serious, very slow very much about performance uh fabulous uh, punkadelic podcast is on buymeacoffee.com we're over there trying to raise the funds to get a new microphone for the show because the show now sounds like fucking dog shit so um look i love the fucking just run out and buy one but that's just not where things are at trying to pay rent in vancouver right now so um we've got that campaign going on over there i think we're at like 26 percent again you don't have to but it's there um Punkadelic Podcast is absolutely everywhere that you get podcasts. We are on Stitcher, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Pocket Cast, we're on CastBox. You name it, we are on it. You can download it as a fucking RSS feed if you so wish, but I literally don't know one person that's that type of nerd. So, um, look, the show's been growing. The show's actually shot up, you know, a little bit in the last while. I've seen the views, or the listens, excuse me, uh, go up. Maybe, like... What's the way to what's the way to word this? Like the, the most recent hundred listens have been like the fastest hundred listens yet, and the audience size is the biggest I've ever seen it. So, um, thank you for everyone that's listening. If there's any new listeners out there, fucking welcome. This is what we're up to around here. We're swearing, we're t- we're smoking dope, and we're criticizing people. So that's just it. That's it, and that's that. Uh, but just to say that I'm I'm convinced that you know slow and steady has been the way to do this. Just as comfortable as I can be with it. Again, I, you know I'd love to be the type of guy that's like running about taking selfie videos, being like my podcast, the shit. You know, but I just like doing the podcast. Like, the promo shit is a fucking headache. But have you ever seen people that just put out content that just put out content? That's a really, really bad fucking look, too. So I'm real chill with how this thing's been going. It's been pretty good. So just to say, you know, if you can help us out with that growth, please just rate and review the podcast wherever you're wherever you're listening to it. Spotify, give it five stars. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a review. I, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for the first one on one arse cheek here i'm gonna read it out the second it happens so you're gonna make the show good or bad uh, and 
And, you know, the best thing that you could do to help us grow, really, is to just share the show with people that will genuinely enjoy it. And we've got our new short Chunkadelic episodes, Chunks of Punkadelic, you get it? Uh, and that makes it easier than ever for you. They're all um, a little bit shorter, 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. I know one's 45 minutes, but like that, that was for a reason. That was an important chunk. Yeah, that big Chunkadelic is Chunkadelic number 7. It's called Walloper Watch Intro, and that's just one time I had a great time doing Walloper Watch, so I put the whole thing out by itself. Could have just been a podcast by itself, to be honest, but that's just it. When you segment the show up and, you know whatever but also where did you come from cottonmouth joe has been the biggest episode so far this year by a considerable margin so thanks if you've listened to that one already but just to say look everybody else is enjoying that one so maybe that's one you feel like sharing with people oh, now folks you know what time it is there's only one place for this podcast to go this time of night on like what is it a tuesday there's only one place for this podcast to go and that's Walloper watch they live in your community. Get the fuck out. They comment on your posts. <sighs> Their parents feel them. Fucking disgraceful. They are wallopers. Have a fucking word with yourself. What's going on, Files? You're very welcome back to Walloper Watch. It's the best segment in podcasting on the podcast that's about the things that make life worth living. Now, what do we do in this part of the show What's a walloper? Why do they need to be watched? All extremely valid questions. This is a part of a show where we decry the absolutely awful fucking things that people write online. People are empowered in the online space to do things that they would never ever try to get away with in real life or defend in real life if called on it. They just be like, ah, they're just fucking around. You know, it's like there's haters. But there's also just people that are just out there doing things that are totally unnecessary. Like the background din of the internet. That's walloping. Uh, it is sort of funnier when they are more acutely, outrightly being haters and racists and stuff. And so many people are just revealing themselves to be those hateful things online. So I think they're fully fair fucking game to be made fun of on here. I have no problems sleeping at night over this. Uh, we're just trying to have a bit of a laugh, you know. This is the part of the podcast that's designed to entertain. This is less of the Donald Daly vanity project. Um, having conversations that I just, you know, wish I had the friend group over here to have, have in person. Uh, but no, this is a bit straight up about entertainment. We're not trying too hard to actually offend anybody, but you know, everybody that, anybody that might be offended by it is like, has the right to remain silent. Like, that's fucking fine. I'm offended by a lot of the things you do, so. Don't worry about it. Uh, It's going to be a great fucking show here tonight. We've got maybe, I think, 14 entries to get to. And one of the things we often say here on Walloper Watch, or maybe it's Punkadelic Podcast uh, at at large, but um, we don't kink shame. Okay, people don't really ask for to be into whatever they're into. You know, it's like... Isn't it very closely linked to childhood trauma? Like, have you guys all seen Mindhunter? Doesn't fucking John Wayne Gacy... Is it John Wayne Gacy? No, he was the clown killer. Who's the spectacle boy from Mindhunter? And is he... He's the one that was sniffing the women's shoes, right? Because something his mum locked him in her cupboard when she when he was a nipper. And he came out wearing her shoes or whatever. And she beat the fuck out of him. Something like that. Uh, so the point being, I think, we don't kink shame, but I just couldn't help really, really, really fucking laugh at this. Uh, this is for a porno video online on uh, on Reddit. And it's just, it's tagged out the ass. I'm just like, holy fuck, what a headline. This is crazy. So this is what the entire headline says. The flight attendant and the cheese connoisseur, which there's enough to go on right there. I mean... Thank you. 
excuse me, someone is fucking leaf blowing outside of my bedroom window right now as I'm trying to create podcast fusion in here. It's fucking May. The leaves aren't on the fucking ground. They're in the trees, dickhead. That is fucking insane. I could make a racial comment about the makeup of my neighbourhood, but I am not going to. You will all have to try a lot harder than that to cancel me. You understand? So the flight attendant and the cheese connoisseur, you know, maybe I need to go and watch this porno because the flight attendant and the cheese connoisseur. You know, I like sex and I like cheese, but never the twain shall meet. You know, I don't I don't feel like there's a comfortable intersection there. Uh, So here we go. The flight attendant and the cheese connoisseur improv M sub flight attendant. Public, airplane, hold the moan, trying to be quiet, blowjob, edging, denial, nipple pinching, riding, cream pie, overstimulation, multiple orgasms, clit rubbing. I mean, if you're out there trying to track down half of these tags, trying to be quiet, hold the moan, uh, flight attendant, improv, like what the heck is going on here? Maybe it's not even a proper porno. Maybe it's just people reading out a dirty story. Christ almighty. Well, I've only saved the screenshot, not the link, unfortunately, for me. So um, you'll just have to Google that one, folks. The flight attendant and the cheese connoisseur. Oh, God. It sounds like a fucking belter, right? All right, from Reddit. It's a picture of a tweet. So <laughs> it's a tweet, but not from Twitter. Do not drink. Uh, oh fuck there's other people in my apartment today and I have to read out stuff like this this is fucking awful unless you're eating out a virgin you are effectively scooping out another man's cum residue with your tongue you should have zero desire to eat a bitch out furthermore (laughs) Women don't even enjoy it. Oh my god. You couldn't have fucking waterboarded that out of me. Are you fucking mental, pal? And that was a response to a tweet that says, Eating girls out is submissive. You are what you eat. If you as a man eat pussy, you are one. See, that was putting it so much funnier. Oh, fuck. So this guy just replied to this, said the same thing, but less funny. I think he was talking about his own gay fantasy there. Effectively scooping out another man's cum residue with your tongue, right? I mean, yeah, obviously there's more context to that sentence, but he wrote those words down, boys. That was in his brain before it was on the screen. So, there we go. Again, just something that didn't need to be written. You should have zero desire to eat a bitch out. Furthermore, women don't even enjoy it. What was this guy doing? Like... I know it's a thing that comedians go for all the time, but like, can we concede something here? Like, it isn't that hard, you know. Like, if you take a like a fucking concerted, put your back into it, elbow grease, stab at it. I'll put it that way. But like, you whole ass it, not half ass it. I mean, you maybe not might not get over the finish line, but what did he? What was his exact word in here? Women don't even enjoy it. But like, so what the fuck was this guy doing? Yeah, me, see, all that tongue shit, mate. I don't even fucking go for that there. I get down there and I just start pulling out parts of it with my fucking teeth. Not even the front one. Like, somehow I get round there with a pack and get into them like fucking that. Like, I just have zero clue. I'm sorry, you know. Anyway, let's fucking move on. That was great. Furthermore, women don't even enjoy it. But that wasn't even the first thing, because like that's why you shouldn't do it, right? That supersedes the first part. Ugh, anyway. So I think we got another like misogynist weirdo going on here. A couple of these guys this week. There's a lot of the shit in Andrew Tate's wake, you know what I mean? And here's the other thing as well. I ain't never done heard of no Andrew Tate until the left wing media went bats about it. So is that the horseshoe effect? They call that in politics. Is this uh, 
like what would that be called the boomerang effect uh i don't know i don't know i think the horseshoe effect is a real thing the boomerang effect is just a thing that i said anyway that's hardly the point here we go to men set up reminders for her important dates on your phone anniversaries birthday etc and wish her it matters a lot to women that you remember to women call your man master and ask him for permission for things every once in a while Men love the feeling of being in control. All of these things are free and will do a lot of good to your relationship. Don't let your ego get in the way. Well, it just seems like there's a a disparity in the amount of dignity that has to be stowed on each person's part here between putting a few reminders in your phone and coming groveling along in a sort of a fucking submissive dominant scenario right out of fucking Fifty Shades of Grey. And the top reply to that one, I like this, seconded. Huh. Fucking hell. What a bunch of fucking cunts. Here we go. Okay, so in the same sort of vein here, God, I was on one this week. Face-sitting cowgirl and any other position with the woman on top are fundamentally acts of homosexuality. The male, by engaging in a sexually submissive position, the male, by enge- <clears throat> the male, by being in a sexually submissive position, is engaging in homosexual activity, and conversely, the woman being in a dominant position is engaging in lesbianics. Well, is that anything like Hispanics? What the fuck is that? Lesbianics. This guy came up with a fucking word to be a hateful cunt. Can you believe that? Oh, <laughs> you ever see that show? Uh, no, that reference won't land. It doesn't matter. But I was going to call this guy a mashup of two words. I didn't come up with this. Saw it on TV one time. But you, sir, are a kajina. <laughs> Here we go. Here's a comment from Instagram. All in caps, by the way, which it seems like totally unnecessary for, like, no shouting in the comment section. All right, shut the fuck up in there. Uh, no talking in there, even, I would say. <laughs> but, you know, then this part of the show would die on its arse pretty fucking fast. So, uh... Her accent is so soothing, OMG, and she is seriously one of the prettiest people. Dude, she's talking about Sofia Vergara. I don't know if soothing is the right word for her. Like, on one level, she is fucking raising blood pressures all over the fucking country, Right? And a soothing voice? Like, isn't that like a plot point regularly in Modern Family that her fucking voice sets off car alarms? The neighbour moves out because he's like, I can't stand a fucking pirate you have. And they're like, what part? <laughs> it just cuts to a fucking montage of her being like, Jay! Jay! <laughs> it's the fucking stupidest. Um, Alright, so yeah, I just thought that was fucking crazy. Okay, uh, it's a tweet from Reddit. I mean, I guess it's a tweet from Twitter, but anyway, this is the point. I went from losing no one my whole life to almost 10 people within a year. I don't know how much more I can take. Very serious post up here, you know what I'm saying? First reply, real ones stay and the fake ones leave. Only thing you gotta remember. And then the last comment from the original poster, they're fucking dead. (laughs) Class. Okay, or slash polls. Could you kill 1,000 toddlers? Okay, or slash polls. Could you kill 1,000 toddlers without weapons except your and their teeth, nails, legs, head and arms in a four-acre football field? They do not need to eat. You, however, do. Uh, why do you want to know this, sir? A thousand toddlers... Dude, I can't kill one toddler. What the fuck do I look like? Voldemort? Get out of here. The polls is there for, like, the shit we were talking about earlier. You know, who would beat up John Wick? Fuck, I might have just asked myself a real question there. Well, the boy from Sacra, that new film with Donnie Yen, he would beat up just about fucking anybody. I have no doubt about it. Uh, Here we go. Right, you remember me talking about the stabbing recently in Vancouver? And uh, so here's some guy... Posting to the Knives Reddit, the Knives subreddit. Father stabbed to death outside Vancouver Starbucks after asking man not to vape near his toddler. A man has been charged with second degree murder in the killing 
uh, blah, 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 blah. He had a knife, she said. I don't carry a knife into a coffee shop, do you? Right, that's a quote from whoever. And then there's boys just put a, a picture of a guy with slanty eyes being like, oh, I carry a knife. And it's just like, well, look, this guy got stabbed to death. Him having a knife, what was he going to do? Just stab the comp back? Is th- is that it? Is that the solution here, really? I'm not saying I know what it is, but I'm just fairly certain that it's not more knives. How to solve stabbings? More knives. What the fuck, you fucking idiot. Get a life. Okay, here we go. Honestly, in picks one and two, on my absolute worst day, I would smash. Don't think I've ever been able to say that about a mass shooter before. <laughs> I think that's about uh, whatever the recent shooting was that had a trans person in it. So it's just like, oh, you've just told us a lot about yourself there, haven't you, sir? Okay, let's go then. From Insane People's Facebook on Reddit, it's time. Put the trans people in camps. All of them. No more of this nonsense. And then one comment. If it saves just one life, what, you'll lock up a couple of million people worldwide? Or, well, look, let me fucking guess here. This is either America or England. Uh, Okay, then, from Facebook again. Girls will pound themselves silly with a piece of plastic while leaving a good man that will love them till the end of time in the friend zone. Reply to that. Tony, if someone leaves you for a piece of plastic, it's not the piece of plastic. Mmm, food for thought there, sir. Okay, here we go. Stay-at-home yoga. I have been trying yoga for about a week now, and whenever I try to do the downward dog pose, I always slip a nug. I am embarrassed that I am slipping nugs at my age. Any tips or tricks for nug slippage? Don't worry, there is an explanation, folks. First reply, what is a nug? Then, original poster comes back. A nug is when you poo your pants by accident. Oh, comes the reply. (laughs) Why the fuck would you write that? Hey, I regularly shit myself at home in a downward dog position. So wait, would that mean that your arsehole is pointing towards the air? Like, you defy gravity? Is that what wicked is about? My mother is looking for a lady to clean her home. A one-time only event. Consider it a very big job, as there is lots to be done. Oh, your mask sounds like a dirty fucker, bro. First, just want a general idea of price estimates. I will not contact anyone immediately. I am going to watch this post and see all options before contacting anyone. Use real profiles. I'll be checking them. If your profile is private and I cannot see your life and that you're real, that is a red flag. I will assume you have something to hide. Maybe drugs. Maybe theft. Maybe a scammer. I have security cameras. I do not play games. Make a mistake with me and you're going to jail. Not the greatest way to end an advert looking for help. Listen, your dirty fucking piss collecting ma needs to get the fuck up off her arse and get that place clean by herself. And then, once she's fucking done that, she needs to slap you silly. You know how they clean carpets? Have you ever seen that there when they like take the carpet, throw it over the washing line and then have two boys with these big fucking sticks and they whack the fucking shit out of it for either side? I think that would do the boy that wrote this the world of fucking good. Alright, here we go. Does anybody else get this crypto schadenfreude, which is just like taking real pleasure in the downfall of people that had fucking cryptocurrency? Because like... I mean, I think we all saw that going fucking downhill for a long time, right? Once the market started diversifying from just Bitcoin, it was like, right, okay, so the chances just got so much fucking less. And then it all fell apart. People need to go to jail. That's for fucking damn sure. But anyway, check this guy out. I got divorced last year and as part of the financial agreement, my ex-wife and I agreed that I would keep my cryptocurrency assets while she got the lion's share of my pension and other investments and we split the family home. When we negotiated last autumn, the crypto market was riding high and I was convinced it would go higher still. But following the recent crash, my digital assets have more than halved in value. I'm now considerably worse off than my ex and worried about my financial future. She says I only have myself to blame and won't discuss the matter further. Can I go to court to renegotiate our financial order? Dude, 
go look in a mirror and wipe the fucking clown makeup off your fucking face. Or leave it on and go and join Duffy's fucking three ring because you are a fucking idiot. What are you up to? I'll take the crypto. You thought you were fucking it, didn't you? Oh, fucking hell. Can I book this guy to come and tell that story? At a local comedy club. And like dude. People are going to fucking fall out of their seats. Split the family home. What does that mean? Sold it and split the loot. And then did he. Oh I wonder did he put the loot into more crypto. My assets have more than halved in value. So this guy's broke essentially. Like he's got. Oh I've got about a quarter of my assets left. You're fucked. You're fucked and you deserve to be. Get a fucking job. Alright, here's some guy's tweet. Biden planning to snub the coronation of King Charles III tells you everything you need to know about how one of the worst presidents in modern history feels about the United Kingdom. Shame on him. And that was posted to Reddit under the headline, No US President Has Ever Attended a Coronation. America was started to get away from the monarchy, you fucking balloon. Jesus fucking Christ. You might as well have just opened up Twitter and written, I am a fucking mongoloid. Send. Alright, here's a for sale advert from Facebook. It's a PS4 that has quite clearly had dozens of cigarettes put out on it. Alright, there's a ton of comments. Not a single person about to buy this. Who the fuck puts their cigs, blunts, etc. out on a gaming device? What's wrong with people? Ashtray for sale. <laughs> oh, fuck. It doesn't tell me how much he was looking for. Shit. I thought it did. That would have been fucking cracker. Alright, so. I think that our good friend, Guardian, so-called journalist, Emma Beddington must be really proud of this one. So my problem with her, as you guys know, is like she's a shit writer and she bemoans the fucking trials and tribulations of middle class English women life. And it's like, it's like, come and fucking walk a mile in my shoes, right? Because every so often, you know, one of us poor people gets knocked out of our fucking shoes by a boss. Shit like that, like, right? You know, and then, you know, we're suffering the inflation crisis worse than fucking anybody. Haven't had a stake in months. Uh, so here we go. And just, like, if you don't get this, if you're just like, ah, leave her alone, she's doing her best. That's fine. This part of the show is mean-spirited. I don't like this and what she represents, okay? So you can think whatever you want of me for that. But I, I think that this is... I, I think that this might be the opening shot in the class war. Are you ready? I am being terrorized by my robot vacuum cleaner. Morning, noon and night it's there. Whirring and whirling around. It's so industrious I feel simulta- It's so industrious I feel simultaneously scared and shamed. In domestic news... An issue has arisen with the the robot vacuum cleaner. Our noisy old one annoyed me so much, bashing repeatedly into the skirting and swallowing rug tassels in confusion. I'll just say, I'll just jump in here and say, you direct the Hoover over the fucking rug tassels. The Hoover doesn't fucking know what's going on with rug tassels. All right. Number one, don't make it the old Hoover's fault. And I'm not, I'm no fan of Hoover's, right? James Dyson, wanker, hate him. But. Swallowing rug tassels in confusion that I stamped violently on its off button every time I caught it trying to do its job. The new one is less relentlessly stupid, but just as loud, and since my husband programmed it, it always appears to be on. It lurches out at 10am and is still roaring around when I come downstairs hours later. What the fuck are you doing in bed until the middle of the day? Get the fuck up and do something like after a brief hiatus, it re-emerges in the afternoon. It's so noisily industrious, I feel simultaneously enervated and shamed by its productivity. Let me stir at the internet in peace, robot! 
I queried this last week. Apparently, my indifferent to noise spouse has instructed it to do the whole ground floor in the morning and the kitchen in the afternoon. I have questions, such as, it's just him, me and the dog. How much hair and skin can we shed in a 24-hour period? But since I'm invariably the asshole in our marriage and trying hard not to be, I went along with it. That's an extremely, extremely telling sentence, okay? If someone said to me, just, they've booked into your couples therapy clinic, this article is all we know about them, I'd be like, it's the wife's fault. The wife's a cunt. Like, he needs to leave her. But like, to be honest, he must be an unmitigatedly massive cunt also to have married this bird and raised children with her. For sanity purposes, however, if my husband is out at 10am, I press send home on the vacuum cleaner app the second I hear it start to whir, figuring what he can't see won't hurt him. So Right, so the house is going on vacuum then because you don't like noise. But the old one was noisy too. So what do you want to do? You just want to live in the filth house? You want to go and live with that boy's ma from a couple of things ago that can't get a fucking cleaner? She lives in her own piss. She has bats on the ceiling. I suspect Emma Beddington has bats, but I'm not going to tell you where I suspect they are. Um, This would have been a perfect arrangement were it not for the robot itself. It has started refusing to go back to its base, sitting out in the corridor sulking until my husband finds it, or going home then lurching back out seconds later. Worst of all, one night it decided to start cleaning at 9pm, in total defiance of its schedule and nocturnal do not disturb setting. We tried to turn it off remotely, but it kept whirring until I stamped on it, like in the old days. Have I angered a sentient technology by not letting it do its job? Now I'm just praying it doesn't somehow suck up a razor blade and come for our Achilles tendons. Emma Beddington is a Guardian columnist. Yeah, but not fucking watch much of one. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh no, my robot vacuum is too busy. It makes me feel shame. You should feel fucking shame. You should be ashamed of that article. You should fucking get up off your ass and, I don't know, throw all the vacuums out and get a fucking broom of some kind in. I am sure you could squeeze 500 words out of that. Going back to the olden times using a brush like fucking Cleopatra would have had to. You know what I'm saying? Like, And she probably would compare herself to someone like that. Ugh, just awful. Was there pithy uh, were there pithy parentheses, parentheses in there? Pithy parentheses is a hard one. Say that 15 times fast. There actually were no parentheses in this article. Uh, brackets for us Europeans. Um, nah, nothing doing. So she wrote a straightforward one one time and it still fucking stunk the place out. So even, it's not her grammar, it's the content. I'm not into her. You know this Punkadella files. I don't like her. I'm not happy about it. She's a fucking walloper. But that's it and that's that. We've had a fucking great time here this week. I think this is going to turn out to be a banger of an app. Don't even think it's going to wind up being that long, which I'm delighted to say. I like to let these off on the, off the hook early. Uh, less than 60 minutes every so often. Uh, more often than that, I got some shit to say. But for right now, all I got to say to you guys is peace. Love, Punkadelic.